ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरचम दिवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर नष्ट प्रायशु अभद्रेशु भागवत भगवती उत्तम श्लोके हरे कृष्णा सो सिंस टूडे इज द दसेरा मे बी वी कैन स्पीक अबाउट दसेरा दिस डे इज इन बेंगोली इट इज कॉल्ड बी जया दशमी Vijaya Dashami means the tenth day. On that day, Lord Ramchandra got the victory over Ravan. That's why we have that custom of burning Ravan's effigy uh, on this day, uh, because that indicates uh, the killing of Ravan. so <clears throat> why did lord ramchandra get into the fight with ravan i am sure all of you know about uh, that incident now we can uh, consider who is ravan uh, ravan is the king of the demons he became extremely powerful by getting the benediction from lord brahma and he practically became immortal and that's what the demons do the demons become powerful and they want to uh, take control the material nature actually makes one develop that mentality the mentality of controlling ishwar bhav ishwar means controller so in the material nature everyone is trying to control and that's why a spirit soul actually comes to the material nature actually the material nature uh, the actually a living entity is controlled living entity is a servant servant doesn't control the master controls 
So living entity is being a servant is always meant to be controlled. And who is the controller? Krishna is the controller. And that is the natural situation. Uh, Krishna is the controller and everyone is controlled. Akali Ishwar Krishna Arshab Bhritta. Bhritta means servant. Only Krishna is the Lord and Master, Ishvara, and everyone else is his servant. But when a living entity wants to become a controller instead of being a servant, when a living entity wants to become a master, lord over, then the living entity comes to the material nature. Krishna, just like a father, uh, fulfills the desire of his son. <coughs> the son says, Daddy, Daddy, I want this. And the son, and then the father, if the desire is not appropriate, then the father advises him, uh, don't do that, don't that's not good for you. But the child starts to cry. Then what does the father do? Then the father says, okay, take it and see what happens. In that respect, Prabhupada gives an example from his own life. Prabhupada, one day Prabhupada was at home reading and he heard his son crying. And why his son was crying? Uh, because he wanted to touch the fan. And his mother said, don't do that. And because the mother was not allowing that, uh, he was crying. He was upset. Then Prabhupada got up, switched off, the fan, but still the fan was moving. And Prabhupada said, okay, touch it. So he touched it, and what happened? He got hurt and he started to cry. And Prabhupada said, touch again. He said, no, 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 I don't want to touch it. If the fan was moving, and if he touched it, uh, if the fan was in full swing, then his finger would have been cut off. So what he did, Prabhupada, uh, he switched off the fan. Therefore, there was no power <coughs> behind that movement. But at the same time, he wanted to teach his son something. <coughs> so similarly, uh, Krishna when, tells us, why go there? Stay here. But we are crying, no, no, we want to be the Lord and Master. We want to be the enjoyer like you. And then finally Krishna says, okay. So Krishna makes that arrangement, material nature, where living entities can fulfill their desire to become the Lord and Master. But can that becoming Lord and Master be real? 
can reality can a living entity in reality become a lord and master no therefore krishna had to create an illusory situation that's why this material nature is illusory it's not real in real world we cannot become lord and master in spiritual world we cannot become lord and master krishna is the lord and master servants but he creates this world and which allows us to be illusion to think that we can be the lord and master and uh, the more we try to become the lord and master what happens we suffer the more we try to enjoy we suffer because that's not the real situation because that is not going to happen so in this material nature we are trying to enjoy and some people in order to try to enjoy and control uh, they want to have the such power that they can practically take over the control of this material nature in reality krishna has his arrangement here uh, like there are different departments and different devtas the demigods are controlling those they are actually krishna's agents krishna's employees like in a company uh, the owner employs different employees to take care of the affairs of the company so similarly in this material nature hmm, krishna had this arrangement he has his employees uh, to take care but then these demons what they do uh, they try to take over the power from those employees and in order to uh, enjoy or control and lord over this material nature so ravan was one such person he became so powerful being the benediction from uh, brahma boon from brahma just like hiranyakashipu also got the boon you remember uh, hiranyakashipu wanted to become immortal can anybody become immortal in this material nature no uh, so uh, he couldn't also become brahma told him i can't give you that boon so then hiranyakashipu indirectly tried to become immortal the heavenly planet and defeated the demon uh, defeated the demigods uh, he uh, took over their power his point actually was that we are from the same family uh, both are actually the children of kashyapa kashyapa had different wives and from different wives they are different Uh, lines came uh, one line uh, came from uh, aditi they are the demigods one line came from diti they are the daitas or demons and in this way uh, 
design of the Rakshasas. And he was actually great-grandchildren of Brahma, Ravan. And so he too, he, his thing was, we are from the same family, why they'll have the superior position and we have the inferior position. Uh, they have the heavenly planets and we have the lower planetary systems. Uh, so, so he went and he defeated them. After defeating one after another demigods, he came to Jamraj. Now he attacked Jamrajas and Jamraj sent his army. The, his army got defeated. So finally Jamraj came with Jamadanda. Jamadanda, uh, if he touches that, with, touches anybody with that, he dies. So when he was about to uh, hit Ravan with that and kill him, then he heard the voice of Brahma. Uh, that his time hasn't come now. So don't kill him. The Lord himself will come to kill him. So then, Ravana disappeared. I'm sorry, Jamraj disappeared from there. And Ravana was very excited. Oh, Jama has been also defeated by me. So this is how Ravana became so powerful. That in a way, he even defeated Jamraj. And Ravana <clears throat> once, and he had this Pushpak Viman. He also developed a rivalry with his stepbrother, uh, Kuvera. Kuvera had this uh, uh, chariot, flying chariot. And Kuvera's capital actually was uh, Sri Lanka, Lanka. So Ravan, out of his envy, like as I said, uh, he is my stepbrother. Look, he has such facility and I don't. So he went and defeated him and took over his kingdom and took over his chariot. And with the chariot he started to travel everywhere. So once when he was traveling over uh, the valley of Himalayas, he saw a very beautiful woman meditating, performing austerities. Uh, so her name was Satyavati. So Ravana, uh, like the demons, actually the more materially attached one is, more uh, uh, is inclined to sex desire. The sex desire develops due to material attachment. On the other hand, the more one becomes detached from material nature, the more he loses his interest in sex life. And the thing is, in order to get out of the material nature, one has to become free from sex desire. So the demons are generally uh, very much uh, attracted to illicit sex. So, seeing Satyavati, such a beautiful girl alone, he approached her. 
And she said, look, I am just performing austerity to get the Supreme Personality of Godhead as my husband. So please spare me. But Ravan will listen. Ravan caught her by her hair and tried to drag her. So just being touched by her, by him, she felt that this body is not good anymore for to be offered to the Lord. This body has been contaminated by the touch of this demon. So, as if her hand transformed into a sword, she just passed her hand and her hair got separated, cut her hair that was that Ravan was holding. And there she generated a fire from her own body and gave up her body. And she, before leaving the body, she said that, I'll be the cause of your death. I will kill you. As a woman, I can't kill you directly, but I'll be the cause of your death. And that is how she was born as Sita. The cause of Ravan's death. And in the meantime, the demigods approached the Supreme Personality of Godhead, complaining to them, complaining to him about Ravan's atrocities. So the Lord said, okay, I will come. And the Lord in his uh, Chatur Buho expansion appeared as the son of King Dasarath. Basudev became Ramchandra, Shankarshan became Lakshman, Pradumna became Bharat, and Anurid, Aniruddha became Satrupna. Ram, Lakshman, Bharat and Satrupna. These four brothers are actually the four expansions of Basudev, Shankarshan, Pradumna and Aniruddha. And another struggle also happened there. Like, <clears throat> you see, here we have to understand that Lord's pastimes are like a drama. Leela. Leela means activities for the sake of his pleasure. The Lord acts in this way to give pleasure to his devotees, like a drama. Do you like to watch dramas? Do you like to watch movies? Huh? Why? What is so exciting about the movie or a drama? Uh, the first thing about a good drama is that it will have a hero. And it will have a villain. And there will be a conflict between the hero and the villain. 
So drama must have conflict. Good drama must have conflict. Better the conflict, better the drama. So, so this conflict and that conflict takes place with the heroine. So, so here the Lord, Lord comes and who is the heroine? Sita Devi. And hero, in order to generate your attachment to the hero, the good drama makes the hero go through lots of difficulties. So Ramchandra, the hero, had to go through a lot of difficulties. And this dramas are very well, good dramas are, the incidents are very nicely woven together. So here we can see uh, one uh, development. Dasarath was the king. But he didn't have a son. He got married uh, to Kaushalla, his principal first wife, no son. Then Sumitra, no son. Then, finally he got married to Kaikeyi. The princess of the land of Kekaya. Therefore, she is Kaikeyi. At the time of the marriage, there was a condition uh, that Kaikeyi's son would be the successor. Now, he didn't have any son, so he agreed, okay, Kaikeyi's son would be the successor. But in the Vedic culture, anyway, then Vashishta <clears throat> Muni made Dasarath perform a yagya called Putreshti Yagya, a sacrifice in order to get a child. And as a result of that yagya, he got four sons. Koshala gave birth to Ram. Sumitra gave birth to Lakshman and Koike gave birth to Bharat and Satrugna. And so here Ram is the eldest, so he was naturally going to be the king, successor to the throne. And Ram's coronation is going to take place. In the meantime, Ram already got married to Sita Devi. That's another aspect of the story anyway. You all know that, so I'm not going to the details. Like Vishamitra came because the demons were harassing him, spoiling his sacrifice. So Vishamitra came to Dasarath and told about his problem and he said look we want your son to come and kill that in order to kill the demon demons so Dasarath was worried he was very attached to Ram now Ramchandra is only 16 years old at that time 
never had any experience in fighting a battle before. Uh, so when Vishwamitra wanted Ram, Dasarath was very upset, I mean very worried. He said, look, he never has any experience. I'll go and fight on your behalf with my army. So Vishwamitra got upset. He said, look, if I wanted you to come, I would have told you to come. <laughs> I came and asked your son to come with me. So, <clears throat> hearing that, and Vishwamitra is a very exalted sage, Rishi, and uh, if the sages were upset, then they could curse. So Dasarath was afraid that in one hand he is asking his son to come with him, go with him to fight with the demons who are so terrible. And <clears throat> already one of Dasarath's ancestors were killed by Ravan. So that's why he was so worried. And so Dasarath fainted. Vishamitra waited for him to <laughs> regain his senses. And when he opened his eyes and seeing Vishamitra, he remembered his request and he again fainted. <laughs> then Vashishta consoled him. He said, Look, uh, since Vishamitra, actually, the point is, Vashishta knew who Ramchandra is. Uh, that he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But Dasara didn't know because it, due to his fatherly affection he forgot if he failed to recognize him as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. His fatherly affection prevailed. So <clears throat> Vashishta told him. Uh, didn't tell him that he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead uh, because he didn't want to interrupt his, uh, his parental affection. So he said that, see, Vashishta, Vishamitra, he's so powerful that he can kill all those demons. But because he is a Brahmana, he doesn't want to resort to violence. So there must be some reason why he is asking Ramchandra instead of you. So accept his proposal. So then, uh, reluctantly, Dasarat accepted the proposal. And then uh, uh, Ramchandra went with Vashishta and on the way uh, he killed a terrible demon as Taraka Rakshashi. And Vashishta gave him uh, different uh, spiritual power uh, in the course. And <clears throat> of course the Supreme Personality of God is all-powerful. But here we have to understand that these are his pastimes. Uh, so, and then he killed that demon, Subahu. And Morichi. Subahu he killed, but Morichi, he hit him with an arrow that took him... Uh, 8,000 miles from there and landed him in the middle of the ocean. So then uh, Vishamitra took Ramchandra to Janak's court. 
and told him that in Janak's court there is a very wonderful bow. Uh, the Kshatriyas are usually attracted to different types of weapons. So he became attracted. Oh, the, the bow of Lord Shiva, let's go and see it. So Janak actually had a condition that his daughter Sita, he would give her in marriage to somebody who would be able to string that bow. Why? Because Janak could understand that this is Lakshmi Devi. This Sita is Lakshmi Devi. Now who can get Lakshmi? Other than the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That's why he made that condition. That person must be more powerful than Lord Shiva. So he made that condition. That in order to win her hands, one has to string the bow of Lord Shiva. And no one succeeded. So when Ramchandra came and that bow was displayed to him, and out of curiosity Lord Ramchandra saw the bow and he lifted it (laughs) with his left hand and he strung the bow and as he pulled the string it broke. So this is how he won the hands of Sita Devi. So uh, Lord Ramchandra in this way got married uh, to Sita Devi. And <clears throat> so uh, everyone was very happy and Dasara decided uh, to make Ramchandra the crown prince. Crown prince means one who would succeed him after him. So everyone was happy celebrating that festival. Even uh, Koikei was uh, watching the fun from the rooftop. Some wonderful arrangements are being made for the coronation of Ramchandra the next day. And Koikei had a maidservant her name was Manthara. So, Manthara was uh, a hunchback woman. That means she had a crooked body. She not only had a crooked body, she also had a crooked mind. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Manthara uh, told, uh, started to chastise Koike. Uh, sometimes, uh, in India, we notice that even the servants and maidservants take up the role of a guardian. Uh, because the servants and maidservants also become a part of the family. Uh, so, uh, I remember when I was young, we used to call the servants as dadas. Uh, Balaramda, Dinabandhuda. <laughs> and, and I have seen this person one of the servants was with the family for so many years, he was quite old also, that he would even chastise my mother. <laughs> but in front of my father, he was <laughs> very <laughs> And what to speak of us? <laughs> he was very, very 
heavy sometimes, but very affectionate also. So anyway, <clears throat> so Manthara started to chastise. Why are you so happy? He said, don't you know that Ram is getting coronated tomorrow? And you should be happy about that? <laughs> he said, Kvantara, what's happening with you? Shouldn't everybody be happy that Ram is being coronated tomorrow? And then she started to vitiate her mind. You know the consequences, what will happen? Ram's mother will become the queen mother. And she'll get all the honor. And nobody will bother about you. Ram will become the crown prince. So your son Bharat will become his, his servant. He'll have to follow the orders of Ram. And this is how she started to vitiate the mind of Koiki. So much so that ultimately Koiki asked, so what to do? He said, yes. She said, yes. That's like a good girl. <laughs> yes, there is a way. <clears throat> do you remember that your husband gave two boons to you when he was wounded? in the battle with the demigods, a battle with the demons on behalf of the demigods. And she said, yes. So what, but at that time, when he wanted to give you those two boons, you didn't want to accept it. Saying that, what should, what should, why should I need that? You have given me everything, I have no other desire to fulfill. So now has the time, now the time has come to ask for those two boons. On the first boon, you make a condition that Bharat will become the king instead of Ram. And the second boon is Ram has to go for exile in the forest for 14 years. So Koikei went <clears throat> to, the, uh, to the morning chamber. There is a room that is meant for mourning. Shokagar. <laughs> so Dasarath was looking for Koikei and then finally he found her in that room. She has taken out all the ornaments and her royal dress and you know, she's just wearing an ordinary sari and she's lying on the floor. Dasarath asked, what happened? She wouldn't say anything at first. Then finally she told, Do you remember that you, want, you wanted to give me two boons? And I want those two boons now. Dasha said, fine. Anything you want. It's okay. As the first boon, you make Bharat the king, prince, crown prince, the successor to your throne. Dasarath said, Kaike, are you joking? And uh, she again just laid down on the floor. <laughs> and <clears throat> then Dasarath, and then Kaike said, and the second boon, 
you have to send Ram in exile for 14 years. Because if Ram was there, there will be a lot of strife. People are so fond of Ram and if such an act takes place, then probably they'll rise up in a revolution. They'll revolt. So she wanted. Dasrat fainted hearing that. So anyway, in this way, Ramchandra had to leave. At that time, Bharat was not there. He was in his uncle's house. And Mantara actually told Kaiki, see this arrangement? Bharat has been sent out so that he can't create any disturbance. Because Bharat was the next in line. Anyway, so in this way, Bharat was away. And Ramchandra went in exile. But when Bharat came back, and by the time Dasarath, due to the separation of Lord Ramchandra, he left his body. He couldn't bear that pain of separation. So anyway, the story, I can see everyone is listening with rapt attention. (laughs) So that's the nice thing about stories. And what kind of stories? These are the pastimes of the Lord. See how absorbing it is. How wonderful the Lord's pastimes are. So, <clears throat> Lakshman uh, followed with Ram. Sita also followed. They went to the forest. And here also see that Bharat is also the hero in another way of that. Uh, drama. When Bharat came back and heard what happened, he decided to bring Lord Ramchandra back. So he went to the forest uh, to bring Lord Ram back. But Ram refused. He said, no, this is my words to my father. Uh, I promised to my father, so I have to fulfill this words, this promise. And so when Ram would not return, then Bharat finally told him that please give me your shoes. Ramchandra was actually walking barefoot. So he took a pair of wooden shoes and he please stand on it. So Ramchandra did that. And stood on it and Bharat returned Uh, to Ayodhya with the shoes of Ramchandra and placing those shoes on the throne he ruled over the kingdom for 14 years. Therefore sometimes it's said that uh, Bharat's sacrifice was even greater than Ramchandra's. Because Ramchandra was leading the life of an ascetic in a forest. Whereas Bharat was leading the life of an ascetic in a uh, in the capital, surrounded by all this opulence. Uh, Bharat did not uh, cut his hair. He, he matted his hair. Uh, 
He was wearing tree bark. He didn't wear clothes. And he ruled the kingdom standing by the throne of Lord Ramchandra where the shoes were. So this is how the Vedic culture teaches us how to develop these divine qualities. All these personalities are so heroic, so great. Lord Ramchandra, Bharat, Lakshman, Sita Devi. And then in that forest one day, one demoness, Surpanakha, Rakshashi, Ravan's sister, saw Lord Ram. Ram and Lakshman took a bath in the river Saraju and they were walking to the... No, not river Saraju. Saraju is on, uh, in Ayodhya. Uh, Godavari. Godavari. Uh, so, he was, they came out uh, to... Uh, they were going to their hut in Panchavati. And Surpanakha became so attracted by Ram's beauty that uh, she wanted to marry him. So she assumed the the dress of, I mean, the form of a very beautiful woman and approached Ram. Ram said, look, I'm already married. And my wife is with me, so do you want to get into a struggle like that, having a <laughs> having a co-wife? <laughs> Rather, my brother is alone here, so you get married to him. <laughs> so then uh, she approached Lakshman. Then Lakshman also said, look, uh, if you get married to me, then you have to become subordinate to my elder brother's wife. Do you want that position? Better you marry him. Because after all, for a man to get married to two women is not so uh, unusual. <laughs> and in this way, they went, so finally Supranaka uh, realized that they're joking with her. <laughs> so Supranaka considered that Sita was the cause of her distress. So assuming the terrible form of a Rakshashi, she, well, she approached Sita to swallow her, to devour her. At that time, Lakshman took out his sword and chopped her nose off. So, <clears throat> Surpanaka crying, uh, went back to his brothers, two brothers, Khar and Dushan, were her guardian there. Surpanaka actually lost her husband in a battle. So Ravan gave her the territory uh, in that fort, that area. Uh, and his two brothers, Khar and Dushan, were her uh, caretakers. So she went and reported to Khar and Dushan 
And Karan Dushan immediately sent 14 soldiers, 14 very powerful soldiers to take care. And when these 14 soldiers came in no time, 13 were killed by Lord Ramchandra. And he let the other one run away to give the report. <laughs> so he went and reported. Uh, and then, this time, Khar and Dushan came with 14 Akshavini soldiers to attack Ram. But uh, Lord Ramchandra and Lakshman wiped out that 14 Akshavini soldiers. And Khar and Dushan both also were killed. Then Ravan. <coughs> Uh, Surpanakha went to Ravan and told him what happened. So she knew that Ravan's weakness was beautiful women. So she started to tell how beautiful Ram's wife is. And she told him that such beauty is not meant to wither in the forest. This beauty is meant to decorate you in your kingdom. But Ravan uh, became attracted, but he knew that these two persons are so powerful that just alone they wiped out Khar and Dushan's army. Seven Akshavini each, fourteen Akshavini soldiers were destroyed. So he decided to take some. Uh, Tricks, uh, tricks some uh, dubious arrangement. So he went to Marichi. Now Marichi became an ascetic and he started to live in the forest like an ascetic. So when Ravan told Khar, uh, uh, Ravan told Marichi, just by hearing Ram's name, Marichi fainted. And he told Ravan, don't get into a struggle with him. He is not an ordinary person. Uh, and you know what happened? Uh, Subahu and I uh, at, were plundering Vishamitra's sacrifices. Then this Ram went and he with one arrow, he killed uh, Subahu. And with the other, he hit me uh, that I landed up in the middle of the ocean 8,000 miles away. Ravan said, look, Marichi, I didn't come here to take your advice. <laughs> Either you act according to my order, or I am going to kill you. Marichi, also Marichi told him that, you know, since then, whenever I see green, uh, I think of him. <laughs> you see, Ram's color was green, uh, and the color of the forest is green. <laughs> so, he's says so that whenever I see green of a forest or a tree, I think of him. 
So this is how we can see that he was always meditating on Lord Ramchandra. <laughs> so jena tena prakarena mana krishna niveshayet. Somehow or other you meditate upon, fix your mind on Krishna. So this is one example. So Marichi decided at that time, then if it is, if it is a choice between being killed by Ravan or being killed by Ram, Better to be killed by Ram. <laughs> so he uh, agreed and Ravan suggested that he would become a golden deer and uh, he would entice Ram away. Uh, and then when Ram and Lakshman were away, then he would go and steal Sita. So you know that, uh, I'm sure. Uh, so then in this way, <coughs> Ravan killed Ravan stole Sita. And so while searching for Sita, Lord Ramchandra and Lakshman came across Hanuman and Sugriv. Sugriv also was in a similar situation. His elder brother Bali had stolen away his wife. And not only that, he was uh, hiding away from him due to his fear in a mountain <clears throat> where Bali couldn't come. So they were hiding uh, in the safety of that mountain where Bali couldn't come. Uh, so <clears throat> now Ram actually made a truce with him that, okay, I'll kill Bali and make you the king of the monkeys. But you have to support me in my uh, effort to find my wife. So uh, Sugriv agreed and uh, in this way uh, the monkeys became Ram's allies. Now who are these monkeys? Uh, who are playing the role of the monkeys? The demigods. <laughs> All the demigods came to take part in Lord's pastimes. They actually became the monkeys. And <clears throat> so with the help of the monkeys, Lord Ramchandra uh, built a bridge across the ocean uh, and came to Lanka uh, and a fight ensued. There are some very interesting incidents. They were actually watching from top of a mountain uh, on the northern side of capital Lanka. And at that time, Ravan was inspecting his army and the enemy army also, standing on the wall of the city. So seeing that, seeing Ravan... Sugriv just jumped from that mountain, came in front of him and slapped him. <laughs> and then both of them started to fight. Then when Ravan, uh, being in distress, started to use the mystic power, mystic influence, then Sugriv just came back. So when Sugriv came back, uh, Ramchandra chastised him. He said, look, my whole effort is resting on you. You are the king of the monkeys and my 
sources of my soldiers are the monkeys. Now if anything happens to you, then they will lose their courage, they will lose their confidence and there is no way we can fight. As a leader you cannot act, you cannot act so whimsically. Sugriv said, yes, but the thing is, the moment I saw him, I couldn't control myself. <laughs> and another time, another very nice incident. As you know, Hanuman, you see, Sampati, the brother of Jatayu, he had the vision, he is a bird. So the birds have a distant vision. And Sampati informed that Sita was there in Lanka. Uh, and he also heard that his elder brother Jatayu died protecting Sita Devi. So, <clears throat> so now it's, Sita is in Lanka and the other side of the ocean. How to go there and bring the message and confirm that she is there. Uh, so Hanuman jumped across the ocean and reached in Lanka and came to Sita. Sita at first thought maybe it's some trick of Ravan, assuming as if he has come as a representative of Ram. But finally Sita was convinced. And <clears throat> Hanuman actually told that, look, I will carry you across the ocean to Ram. Sita said, no, I can't touch any man, anyone other than my husband, any male other than my husband. And besides that, uh, if you carry me there, then the glory of my husband will be diminished. As if he couldn't rescue you, you had, he, could, he, he couldn't rescue me, he had to uh, depend upon you to get me back. So in this way, Sita refused to go. So <clears throat> Hanuman, before leaving, wanted to uh, find out Ravan's strength and cause some damage. Uh, so Ravan's favorite, forest, favorite garden, favorite garden was that Ashoka garden. Uh, the garden where you, uh, when you enter there, then all the lamentation disappears. Ashoka. So he started to destroy that garden, <laughs> causing all the shokas to Ravan. <laughs> and Ravan uh, sent uh, his general with the army. Hanuman alone wiped out that army. Then Ravan sent his son uh, with the army. He killed his son. And <clears throat> then finally Indrajit came. Uh, and Indrajit used the Brahmastra to bind Hanuman. Hanuman could have counteracted that, but because uh, of showing his or this is Brahma's uh, thing, so in order to show respect to Brahma, he allowed Brahmastra to bind him. Uh, and also he wanted to make some more damage. 
And that's why he allowed himself to be arrested. So then, huh, when he was taken to Ravan, then Ravan said, kill him. Then Bibhishan said, look, uh, a messenger should not be killed. Messenger could be beaten up and everything, but shouldn't be killed. So Ravan said, okay, the monkeys are very proud of their tail. <laughs> so burn his tail. So they uh, put Rav Hanuman's tail in fire. And Hanuman then started to jump from one house to another and setting all the houses in fire. So in this way, he, destroy, he burnt the entire Lankapuri. Now Lanka was actually made of gold. Those houses were made of gold. And when those houses started to burn and melt, it has been described that a river of gold started to flow through the city. Through the streets of the city, the molten gold was flowing. And in this way, Hanuman came back. And then Lord Ramchandra, with the help of the monkeys, built a bridge. How did they do that? Because they would take the boulders and stones and throw it on the water and by the mercy of Lord Ram, they all were floating. Uh, it didn't drown, it didn't drain, it didn't, uh, uh, it didn't sink those uh, stones and boulders. In that respect, <coughs> yeah, there is another very nice incident. So while uh, collecting those stones and to make the bridge, the monkeys were carrying big, big boulders and even mountain tops and everything and bringing there and putting them in the ocean. So when Hanuman came to lift Govardhan, he got the news, the, build is, the bridge is complete. <laughs> so Govardhan became very upset. I was just about to be engaged in the service of the Lord and now I am in being deprived. Who sent this bad news that the bridge has been completed? So then Lord Ramchandra assured that okay, not in this life, this pastime, but in my next pastime, I'll have most of my pastimes around you. So this is how the Lord blessed uh, Govardhan. <clears throat> okay, then you know how Ravan was killed, Sita was rescued and everything. But there is, I want to finish, the end, end the story, finish the story, descriptions with a very nice incident. Two incidents I will manage, I will narrate. <clears throat> so, Ravan was killed, Bibishan was coronated as a king of Lanka and the you know, everyone is, the demigods and others have came, others have come to take part in that grand ceremony. So at that time, <clears throat> Indra 
came to Lamshana and said, Please allow me to do something for you. So Ramchandra said, Revive all the monkeys that died in this battle. Indra said, That's not in my capacity. Only if you empower me, maybe I'll be able to do that. So, in this way, being empowered by the Lord, Indra revived all the monkeys that died in that battle. So what lesson we learn? Even if we die serving the Lord, we get our life back. That's one thing. <clears throat> okay, I'll tell you three stories. <laughs> so, <clears throat> now in the Pushpak Viman, they're flying from Lanka to Ayodhya. And when they were flying over Kishkinda, the capital of the monkeys, then Sita Devi, all the monkeys were also in that, in that Pushpak Viman. The capacity of Pushpak Viman is that as one desires, it expands. And wherever it wants to go, it goes there. And at whatever speed it wants to go, it assumes that speed. Like that's the uh, unique aspect of Pushpak. So when they were flying over Kishkinda, Sita Devi said, let's take all the wives of the monkeys also. (laughs) So Pushpak Viman landed in Kishkinda, and all the wives of the monkeys also were invited to join their husbands and come to Ajutha. <laughs> so, uh, after uh, Ramchandra assumed the throne of the king, uh, kingdom, uh, throne, uh, assumed the throne of the kingdom in uh, Ajutha, everybody was glorifying Lord Ramchandra for his amazing deed. Nobody could have killed Ravan. Only he could could have killed. So at that time Augusto Muni said, no, actually the credit doesn't go to Ram. It goes to Lakshman. So everyone started to wonder that how he killed Ravan, so why is he saying that credit actually goes to Lakshman? So, <clears throat> then Agastamuni said that Ravan couldn't have been killed if Indrajit was alive. And it was practically impossible to kill Indrajit because, in order, because he had the boon that only if a person who has been a brahmachari for 14 years and Anahari for 14 years, that means who didn't eat anything for 14 years, would be able to kill him. And because Lakshman was a Brahmachari for 14 years, and Anahari for 14 years, that's why he could kill Indrajit. So Ram said, but Sita was there, a true Brahmachari won't even look at a woman. So how can you say he was a Brahmachari? Because for, uh, during that time Sita was with us. So Agastamuni said, yes, Sita was there, but 
Lakshma never looked at anything but her feet. And Lakshman agreed. Ramchandra also remembered that when the ornaments of Sita were shown that the monkeys got, the only ornament that Lakshman could recognize were her ankle bells. That were no other ornaments he could recognize because he never looked at Sita's body or face. So everyone was very excited. But Ramchandra said, but in the forest, every day I used to give him a fruit. So how can you say that he didn't eat anything for 14 years? So, then Agastamani said, Lakshman, why don't you tell him what happened? Lakshman said, yes, brother, when you gave me the fruit and used to say, take it. But you never told me to eat it. (laughs) That's why I didn't eat that fruit. I just kept it in the forest. So Ramchandra said, Hanuman, since the fruits have been touched by Lakshman, those fruits have become immortal. So they must be there in the forest. So you go collect all the fruits. So Hanuman went and collected all the fruits. All those fruits were counted. Only five fruits were shot. So he said, oh, for five days he did eat those fruits. For five days he ate the fruits. Then Lakshman said, no, for those five days he actually forgot to give me the fruits. (laughs) The day you got the news of our father's death, the day Sita was stolen, The day I was hit by Shakti and fainted. So the other two days I am forgetting anyway. So these five days, Ramchandra actually forgot to give him the fruits. And then everybody started to glorify Lakshman, that the real hero of these pastimes of the Lord. Hare Krishna. Yeah, and then, right, right. And then there's another... Then Ramchandra said, See, being my younger brother, you have to undergo so many difficulties for my sake. In my next pastimes, he'll become my elder brother. (laughs) So that's why when Lord came as Krishna Chandra, Lakshman became Balaram. Gaur Premanande Hari Hari Srila Prabhupada Ki Ram Vijayotsav Ki Dasera Mahutsav Ki Gaur Premanande